Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrive, he treats me like a commodity. Give me a speck on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. He's got a singing that old, don't know value. Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk about customer perceived value and making sure that everybody in your organization has a view to customer value or has a view to the door. I'm Mark Boundy, your host. Today, I am thrilled to have Dr. Amy Chez. Amy, welcome. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really glad to have you. It's you know, very nice meeting you very recently and uh, talking a little bit and learning a little bit more about your journey, your life, your business says... Um, so you started and, and you've been an eye doctor for a while. So tell us how, why you decided on that and, and you know, what's, what's the driver behind being a great eye doctor? Oh, absolutely. That's an interesting story that starts how the universe teaches you lessons in very mysterious ways, right? Um, when I started college, um, I was in astronomy astrophysics. That's where I, I started. And I, I loved working with people and teaching you know, people about the sky and the planets and the stars and, and all of these wonderful things that I was passionate about. And I liked interacting with different um, people and students and young youth groups. But I was being trained to write computer code and sit in a little research pub, right? And it didn't, it didn't fit well. And the one class that I could not stand, I absolutely detested with every fiber of my being was optics. I could not stand optics, telescopes, magnification, all of those equations. And lo and behold, I became an optometrist where I used those same optics, equations, and mathematics every day, but applied in a completely different, um, yeah. for a different purpose. So I couldn't stand it when it was on paper but I absolutely loved it when I could interact with people and use those skills and um, figure out ways to solve problems with optics in a real one-to-one personal relationship um, area. So it's just a, a funny story that I became an optometrist because I hated optics. And that's, you know, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. So for anybody whose kids hate a subject, um, it may, may not be the subject, it may be the context. Exactly, and being open. You know, if I, if I hadn't been open to saying, hey, I'm going to look at this in a different way, I'm going to experience something different, um, that led to a different life path. And sometimes if you're too closed-minded and you think everything's going to be this way, you, you miss out on 20 years of amazing experiences in being able to make a difference in people's lives. So um, I'm very thankful that I didn't let that <laughs> uh, sentiment drive future decisions. If you yeah. Will. And so you've been an eye doctor um, and the kind, and you're the kind of eye doctor who really wants to understand patients' lives and, and 
dig deeper rather than just the, the top line, you know, what's your, what's your prescription and let's get you a pair. Exactly. Um, um, tell us a little bit more about what's, what is more rewarding than that? So sometimes um, people come in and they, and they say, here's my problem, fix this. And there are patients who are like that. But a lot of people come in and sit down and, and they aren't able to describe what it is that they're really looking for. And what drives me as a doctor, and I think most doctors that really enjoy what they do, is being able to ask questions and figure out what is this person's world like? You know, what really drives me is to say, okay, um, well, tell me about what you do. How much time are you spending on Zooms? How much time are you spending on screens? What do you do for fun? Do you have kids? Are they in school? Are you stressed? Are you sleeping well? Um, the things that make a difference in someone's life takes an opportunity to ask questions and to kind of get past the motions of what you do and figure out what that person's world is like and how you can find an angle to make what they're trying to do happen easier for them, make yeah. it better, make them healthier, happier, and enjoy what they're doing a little bit more. I think if, if all I did every day was just prescribe lenses, I would have gotten bored probably about you know 19 years ago, right? Yeah. But when every opportunity with a patient is a new chance to make a difference and to figure out a way to do that by asking questions. Yeah. Each new patient is their own precious gem, their own precious puzzle. And you have to you could just be that rote, you know, do the test and, and get them a pair, get them the right prescription. Right. Um, but that sounds like factory work to me. I mean, factory work with a little higher salary, but um, yikes. And so to get beyond, and, you know, in sales training, I, heard, I learned the, less, the, the phrase, the need behind the need. Um, I teach understand your customer's life, understand your customer's world. And so you can begin to open their eyes metaphorically to different outcomes that they didn't envision. And that sounds pretty cool. Yes. And to your point, Mark, we, we share that um, in common because learning how to ask those questions, it's a skill and it takes a ton of practice. So for me, I spent 21 years now learning how to take a very short period of time and ask the right questions and pursue how can I find that angle to make their life, my patient's life a little bit better? How can I help them be healthier? How can I have them less, have less eye strain, their eyes not feel tired, you know, not you know, groggy at the end of the day and, and their eyes just feel heavy when they should be enjoying their family time after a long day's work. How can I help make their experience better you know, that ounce of prevention is a pound of cure concept. Yeah. It's, it takes um, fresh eyes with each opportunity. And I think that's probably how you work with clients as well, too. Yeah. Is learning to take it off of you. It's not about what you have and, and my service and, oh, I'm this great doctor. It's, it's how can I help this human being in front of me have a better experience each day and, and expanding beyond those four walls is how we evolve as human beings, right? Yeah. It's, that's what makes the experience more rich on both sides. Yep. So here's a question. I imagine there's tons of consultants in the eye care industry who are teaching you great ways to optimize your time because 
as the eye doctor, you are the, pre- I mean, your time is the precious resource. So you've got to get in, get there and boom, 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 crush them through the appointment um, and don't encourage the small talk, get them in, get them out, get them in my eyes. Right. Um, and it sounds like that's not your approach. I know, I see a lot of doctors um, living their life and working their career as if they are the precious resource that has to be conserved and uh, I'm not. <laughs> yes, and I've had that experience too. I mean, I'm, I'm a patient, right? Um, I, I think the healthcare industry does have a lot of challenges in how to make those short moments of time more meaningful. Um, and again, I think you get past being the robot. A machine can do a lot. There's a lot of data collection that can happen um, in any type of service or product or, or interaction with someone. But if you're only focused on data and you're not focused on the experience, it's not going to be memorable for either one of you, right? Yeah. And the challenge in healthcare is to take that need for collecting data and getting past that obstacle, if you will, and really honing in on that precious time that you have to ask questions, talk to the patient as you're you know, gathering information, you've got to be able to walk and chew gum. The days of, of having an hour with a patient, they're not going to be there anymore. But if I only have 15 or 20 minutes and I spend that time gathering data at the same time I'm learning more about the patient, then at the end of that gathering data and, and, and trading dialogue, as I'm doing the motions of doing what I do, then I can have a meaningful discussion. And that's the most important time is being able to um, have that discussion about the the value that I can provide, that their time, my patient's time was worth it, and that whatever it's glasses or contact lenses or recommendations on nutrition and yoga, lifestyle changes, things that you can do to have a better experience, it's that discussion that makes so much more impact than all the flipping the dials could ever do. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's good, good segue. You're talking, you mentioned talking about lifestyle and mm-hmm. other habits outside of just how you use your eyes because you've started another company. Yes. Uh, Intent Brands. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, a lot of people ask me, how did you go you know, from being a doctor to a beverage entrepreneur? Like what's, what's the alignment there? Why would you do that? And it's really a natural extension because- what I do every day is, is help solve problems and find ways for people to have a better experience and better achieve what it is that they're setting out to do, right? And I think all doctors kind of share that goal, right? And, sure. and their treatment plans may be different, but what we want is for our patients to live their best, healthiest life and achieve the things that they want um, and provide that meaning and, and help where you can. So when I'm seeing patients and I have a, a fixed number of time and I'm limited to that, well, we all share a lot of the same challenges, right? We're, we're in front of screens all day. You know, we get tired. We got to wake up. We got to sleep. There's things that we need to do. And I'm like so many other people, really good about taking care of others and, and not so great about taking care of self when you're so focused on, on, on your, your other daily things you have to do. Um, I found that for myself, I knew what to do but had a hard time fulfilling, you know, that um, need, if you will. And I, I wasn't staying hydrated. I was getting a daily headache. That's not good <laughs> when you're the doctor and you know what you're supposed to do and you're not doing it. Yeah. So I wanted to 
create ways of making that easier and, and making it so, okay, I'm from Pittsburgh originally. I'm short, to the point, sweet, and that's just how it is. I won't do something if there isn't a purpose to do it. So even though I know I'm supposed to hydrate, know I'm supposed to drink more water, didn't enjoy it, couldn't find what I wanted. So I wanted to create an experience for people like me, just like my patients, where you don't have to be uncomfortable. You don't have to be sluggish. You don't have to have these things that, that aren't, um, that holds you back. Yep. Why not get past them? So I created intent in order to give the body an experience in the morning, afternoon, and evening that you actually look forward to. Something that tastes good, feels good, is refreshing and can help you throughout the day and get back in sync with the things that throw us off track. You know, the lack of sleep, stress, too much screen time, a pandemic, all the things that make life more difficult and hold us back from achieving our goals. I wanted to have some natural ingredients um, and honey, things that can kind of help you um, be healthier. And like so many people, I care about what I put in my body. You know, yeah. I, I want to make sure that I'm giving myself the opportunity and giving patients and others and customers the opportunity to, you know, do what they do better. And so that's where intent came from. You know, you've been, you, you described that for a couple minutes and I want to give you kudos because you didn't once say what you do, what you make, what intent is, what the product is. You talked about the outcome. Um, and that you that places you in a minority of a lot of business people and a, sadly a minority among professional salespeople. Um, so intent is a, a group of drinks that helps resync you to your 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 wake sleep cycles, uh, your circadian rhythms. But you didn't say that, right? You you very easily could have said this is what the product is and what my company does, but it was about um, improving your life, making sure that you're your sharpest, your best. Bravo. Bravo, Thank Amy. Thank you. Um, because that's, that is what it is about. Yes. So how, how's it going? Uh, getting a drink into a modern grocery store as a single product company um, is no treat. I had uh, Kara Golden on my podcast a while ago and, and she's done pretty well, but um, you know, if I talk to the two women who, who make drink products that get into that drink category in grocery stores, I think um, two unicorns in one lifetime is, you know, what I'm thinking. <laughs> so tell <laughs> us about the challenges there and, and how you, how you're uh, getting through those. Yes. Um, Kara is amazing. She is actually someone that um, is lovely and mentors um, young professionals. Um, well, young in the business, <laughs> not necessarily young. I'm speaking of myself here, uh, but she's, she's lovely as far as being a wonderful mentor, you know, and, and having that experience. And I have to say a lot of people in the industry actually do ask that question kind of in the, in the way that you were there too. Like, are you crazy? You know, you realize this is a really tough, tough industry, but I think when your goals are aligned for the right reasons, you know, it's very similar to wanting to be a doctor. I did not have any you know, disillusion of saying, I'm gonna become a doctor because I think I'm gonna be in country clubs and playing golf for the rest of my life. You know, I became a doctor because I wanted to help people. I haven't seen a golf course in a really long time. It's the same thing with, with beverage. If, 
if I'm, my goals are aligned and the people that I brought onto the team and our goals are aligned where we really truly want to make a difference in people's lives, then the how we get there is a learning process every single day, right? And it takes time for those outcomes to, to rise to the surface. You have to be patient. You're not in it because you're trying to kill it and beat some other company up and trying to play with, with the big boys that are out there. You're just trying to make a difference in someone's life and take the steps that you need to and learn as you go because you don't have all the answers and be willing to be teachable and coachable because of people like, like Kara you know, yeah. in the industry that, that are, are very valuable. Yeah, I, I, I hypothesized this to Kara and I said, you're, you're competing with other companies and from the outside, you're making, in Kara's case, you're making unsweetened flavored water. And her competitors who tried to come into that business from the big companies were trying to fill a space in the market. We're trying to create a product to fill a category where she was trying to make people's lives better, to improve health. If your competitors were to try to make uh, a set of drinks for, for you know, day-night sleep balance, um, they wouldn't start with the expensive ingredients. They would, right? They, they would be trying to make a category um, filler. And there's something very different about that. And it's not, it's not because you're, you know, it, that you're more expensive because you've got that vision. Um, you're more costly at least. And I think that's a, that's a big difference when you're there for the right reason, rather than just to fill out a category. Exactly. So let me give you a little, uh, a little um, experience. On Great. That. I'd love that. So here's where we were asked to help um, at a football youth camp that Arizona Cardinals were putting on. And of course, that was an opportunity for us to, you know, take our intent and have people try it. And it was amazing to see players pick up that bottle and go, wow, what's in this? It's so light. It's so refreshing and it's clean. And coming from our wheelhouse, of course it is. It's you know, certified organic. And of course there's all natural ingredients in there and no preservatives because I'm a doctor and I care about what people put in their bodies just like I care about what I do, right? Seeing that mirrored to us where people went, wow, this is really different, was so eye-opening because to your point, it takes more effort and a long game view of wanting to do things for the right reasons to create products that aren't just meant to sit on a shelf at a particular price point. How do you make it as cheap as possible? And how do you put preservatives and junk in there when you really care about your patients, when you really care about your customers and your goals and mission, um, they're aligned with the actual products you create and the products that you're developing. It does look different than yeah. what you see a lot of, uh, on the shelf. So it, it's been a, a great experience hearing back from our early customers. This is why we like intent. You know, I don't have this experience. This is so much better for me and here's why. Um, yeah. And they're not the things we expected to hear. Yeah, you know, uh, one of my mentors said it, customers don't buy your products. They buy their own outcomes for their own reasons. And if you understand the outcomes that your customers are trying to achieve, that guides a whole lot. It guides your marketing, it guided your product development, it guided your mission. And if 
people are trying to make a product rather than trying to achieve an outcome, that's when they put preservatives in because I'm trying to make a product and it's got to have shelf life. It's got to be this kind of color and it's got to, you know, um, a value focused company is living their life. Their entire existence is reflected through the outcomes they're trying to get their customers to achieve, not the products they're trying to make. Um, so I'm going to challenge you. And this is something I have yet to see an executive do really well. So if you, if you don't feel like you're giving an adequate answer, you're in very good company, right? As you start tracking your company and what you're doing and how well you're doing, and you, you probably have some metrics that you're looking at and some measures of success. How many measures have to do with the outcomes your consumers are achieving? How sent, is it on your, is, is it on your founder or CEO dashboard to you pay know, it, right? How do you, how do you even name those categories? Yeah. What's, what's a win? You know, what, how would we, how would I define a win? I can give you an example of that. So one of our, our co-founders is, is uh, my brother and he was in a, a, um, a bar and he was getting ready to do some, some sampling um, for an event and it was a fundraising event. And before he could start, he overheard a table saying, hey, have you heard about intent? They're local. They're doing some great things with one in 10, which is a, a LGBTQ youth organization. And my brother just turned and went, wow, that means more to us as an early company. When people are talking about the values that we have, the things we're trying to do in our community beyond, yes, we make a drink. So, it's hard to measure that. It's hard, right? Um, I challenge you with something a famous statistician from the last century said, far better an approximate answer to the right question than the precise answer to the wrong question. So don't, I, I'm going to challenge you to say, don't be afraid to just say, we're going to be engaging on social media with our with our customers and our consumers, and we're going to be carefully monitoring the kinds of outcomes they achieve. That's a really horrible measure to an accountant, but that is the best way to figure out if you're meeting that vision. It also happens to be the way you create a loyal tribe of followers. So I don't know how much you do that, but that is, I, I'm going to, even if you do that now, I'm going to propose that as one of your central key measures of success in your company. Challenge accepted. Um, so, because that measures, I mean, the purpose your company exists is to create better, healthier lives for your customers, for your consumers. So now if that's the purpose you exist, uh, you better start putting that on the company dashboard. Yes. And when you are a young new company, finding the experts who can help you, how do you measure that? 
what, how, how, you know, how are you going to put that on? How are you going to track that data? Um, where are you going to place that data? Who are you going to share that data with? And how yeah. are you going to more importantly respond to it? Yeah. You know, that, that's really the, the key learning curve, um, I think, for us, you know, as, as a new company. You have to continue learning and, and gathering information and communicating. It's, it's key. Yeah. So, again, that far better precise answer or approximate answer to the right question. Once you know your purpose, now you say, what's the closest way we can get to a decent measure of that? And make your satisfied, make yourself satisfied with the lack of precision in but because you measuring exactly the right thing. And that's okay. It's okay to measure something with low precision, but when it's not exactly the right measure. Um, they don't teach that in business school. They absolutely don't. Um, but when you're a value-focused company understand your value and now track it mercilessly, relentlessly, endlessly. And the cool thing is, um, much like Kara, much like another guest I had who makes uh, an adult swim app for uh, the, the Apple Watch, uh, their community of users, their community of customers becomes a strategic advantage because now you've got this loyal tribe that you're communicating with and commun and co-creating your business with. Um, I, I, as a small company, you can do that at the same scale as Procter and Gamble. Yes, you have the same resource to do that. We don't create our brand. That's that's not what we do. It's our customers that will create who we are and shape everything that we do. We're, we're just a vehicle, right? Yeah. So, so learning how to engage and measure and adapt and respond and communicate um, is, is definitely a challenge as a, as a, as a new company because you have all these great ideas, you have this great product, and then it's, okay, now what? Yeah. Now and, what? And never start to fall in love with your product. Only fall in love with your product as a way to achieve the goal. And you are so attuned to your goal. I, I strongly applaud you on that, Amy. Now you have other goals too, um, right? Your diversity, equity, and inclusion. You actually mentioned in your story uh, how you're, you're involved in this one in 10 initiative. Tell us more about that. We started a 501c3 for intent before we ever shipped a product, before it ever came off the line. And part of that comes from many of our family members and friends that are, are part of the LGBTQ community. And that inspiration of the things that we share, the things that we have in common, that we're more the same than we are different. We get up, we follow the same sunrise and sunset, no matter what it is what we do in between. Um, when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter. You know, what you do, how much money you make, or where you live, or, or who you love, we're, we're all human beings. That's a driving ethos that connects everyone that I, that I work with and that comes into our family and, and into our team of, of partners. And that's how our intent family is, is beginning to grow. We've never sought out a brand ambassador or an influencer or a company that offers influencers. People come to us to say, I really love what you stand for, who, you know, what, who you're serving and why. So for us, when we were first um, doing our flavor testing and our label testing and our market research, we actually went to a pride event. 
and we wanted to be in the LGBTQ community because we felt that the community is, is often excluded as, as an oversight. And we wanted to create um, a company that more speaks to the things that bind us together rather than drive us apart. So we decided to do all of our, our early research within the community. And then as we grow, um, really stay focused on helping support um, athletic teams, youth organizations, and people who um, share those same values to get more involved, to become more active as allies. And, and not just within the LGBTQ community, but in, in many different areas of underrepresentation. So it's a commitment of our company that as we begin hiring, that we are more open-minded and aware to be actively pursuing how to create more diversity within our company as we grow. That's a, a mission that we share. So as we, as we grow that, that's something that is, is um, um, non-negotiable for us. Yeah. And it's hard to start out, um, but it's important to keep our eyes on that horizon, if you will, to, to be um, more engaged in, in communities that are different of how, how we may have grown up. Yeah, um, and so another question, you know, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, man, this would be a great, you know, intent is a real natural fit with office workers who, especially now with work from home, your, your work day is, um, doesn't have clear boundaries anymore. And you have to figure out when to turn it on, when to turn it off, when to have a life. And is that important or is that becoming, do you, have you noticed that becoming important in your, in your marketing and your product and in your user uh, population? Absolutely. Um, the biggest driver is, is the disruption. The I'm spending, you know, I always, I'm, I'm a mom of three. And when I, when I see those little recommendations, I love, I love our pediatricians, but when they say, you know, no more than, than two to four hours of screen time, I just bust out laughing because that just isn't realistic, mm. right? I mean, I think most of us are adults, I think on average are around 10 and a half hours a, week, a, a day, yeah. you know, on screens. So, you know, seeing all that disruption from, you know, not sleeping well, that's really what we hear from people is I am, I cannot fall asleep. I cannot wake up and feel refreshed anymore. I'm completely out of balance and out of sync. So it's a huge driver of why people enjoy intent and why um, we're focused really on how to improve something we can't change. You know, we have a pandemic, we have to work around that stress and, and these difficulties, these challenges that so many of us share, but what can we do to tip the scales in our favor to have a better experience so that yes, you can bring some balance into your life. Yeah. Um, a bunch of us are just on Zoom. I, I'm sure you find exactly the same thing, Mark, but there are some days where I'll start at 5.30 in the morning, I'll go to four o'clock in the afternoon and go, whoa, what just happened, right? What just happened? Yeah, uh, this morning it was worse than that. I woke up at 4.30 uh, to be interviewed at 5.30 with somebody who's in England. So it was two o'clock for them, but it was 5.30 and I'm um, I'm awake, but I know that at some point this afternoon, uh, there's gonna be a price to be paid. And so I, I'm hoping that I'm being as attentive with you as I want to be. <laughs> yes, and you're you're living you're living the, the similar world that, that we all are. I think digital and, 
right? Yeah, and yeah. and with the de- with Zoom, distance is dead, right? You can, I can I can have clients anywhere in the world, which means that I am time shifting constantly, and that is a gift, but it's a hazard as well. It is. You know, we used to think of um, the most most people who would recognize circadian rhythm and why it's important are people who've ever experienced jet lag. So if you enjoy traveling and vacationing, you know, it's, it's one of those things of, you know, do you want to have to lose a whole day just because you crossed a, a time zone, you know, or, or a international dateline type of an experience, we understand the importance of rhythm and staying in balance and staying in sync. And it used to be just applied to travel. Now we're disrupted every day yeah. because of all of this technology and screen time and what that does. And being an eye doctor, there's a lot of really wonky things I could get into, but I won't, um, on how that blue light technology and, and how we absorb that, it throws everything off with the brain and the body systems. And it does disrupt um, so many things that we do. It's not just how energized, awake, and alert we are and how well we sleep at night. It's also metabolism. It's yeah. also endurance throughout the day. And you wonder why when we're trying to eat right and and lose weight, we don't, it can be as simple as, well, your hormone levels are all off because of all of this stuff that we're doing throughout the day. We haven't quite learned how to adapt better. And that's where paying more attention to things like keeping in sync with that natural um, cycle becomes so important, but you're, you're living the same world that, that many of us are. It's great that we've crossed the boundaries of distance, but it does come at a price of our individual bodies being out of balance and, and our lives being a little bit more disrupted than they otherwise would have been. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to have to uh, get my uh, travel intent packs set for yes. my next trap, my next trips. <laughs> You're going to need a special delivery every day by two o'clock so that you don't lose from one till five. <laughs> right. sure set. <laughs> there you go. So how can people get, learn more about intent, uh, learn more about you, get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can go to haveintent.com. That's our website. If you're local in Arizona, we're in all the AJ's stores. So you can find us at AJ's as well. Um, But our website is an easy way to get in touch. And you can find me at dramy at intentbrands.com. It's pretty easy. Very cool. Well, Amy, uh, what a great conversation. Uh, Really great to get to know you and intent and your intent with intent. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a, a pleasure, Mark. And thanks everybody for joining us for this episode where we remind you that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means even Dr. Chez would agree that business is a lot more like brain surgery than you might have thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Well, it ain't easy because value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're going to drive over you insane. And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues because you'll be singing those old don't-know-value-blue. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.